Welcome everyone to the PBS 101 Tuesdays at 2 call. We do appreciate all of you joining us today. We've got a great bunch in the room already. A little bit of housekeeping first before we kick it off. This meeting is recorded, so I want to make sure everyone knows we are recording this. It will be saved, recorded, and edited and put up on our YouTube and podcast channels so that you can review it and you can also tell all your friends that they are able to catch this meeting, even if they aren't able to be here live. So with that being said, we just want to remind you, please don't try to summarize and uh, screen capture or take notes and, and try to rebroadcast this for people, you know, throw it up on Facebook or any of those kind of things. It's really not necessary. If you want to point people in direction to catch it, or if you want to review things that we've said on here, rewatch it, relearn it, whatever you want to do, you can do that by going to our YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel is at S-C-A-M-E-C. Real easy to remember, that's at S-C-A-M-E-C. If you go on YouTube, you can just use our handle. And for the podcast, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Any podcast server, you can find us. Just have to search out Sun Country Airlines MEC. That's Sun Country Airlines MEC on any of your favorite podcast providers, and you will find us there. We have the RSS feed that feeds everybody, like Apple and Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, you, you name it. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. So please bear that in mind. This is a public forum. It is recorded. It will be rebroadcast. And uh, appreciate your uh, understanding and all those things. I know Eric has probably got some more information for you guys, so I'm going to toss it over to him. Before we get to Tim and Katie, I know Eric has some stuff wants to go over. So with that being said, I see he's here. Eric, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Kevin. Thanks. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, great turnout today. A lot of people in here. Um, before we dig into the discussion on um, on PBS, I just want to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, um, well, a little bit of news, right? So uh, all pilot call this Thursday at 2 p.m. Uh, we're going to dig into a bunch of issues kind of more in depth and then get into how the uh, United AIP will likely affect our pilot group, uh, as well as uh, a discussion about what will happen with PBS um, as the company has invoked the arbitration clause um, from the 2021 uh letter, uh, December of 21 letter. Um, we're still trying to look at that and understand that. That was late yesterday that we got that news. Uh, it will significantly affect um, the discussion regarding PBS as well as the speed of getting PBS on this property. Um, it, it very unfortunate choice, in my opinion. We have been working at this since well, maybe February in small groups that have been fairly productive and then following two days of very productive discussions in which uh, the parties agreed to uh, literally hundreds of paragraphs. Um, the company chose to make a knee-jerk reaction uh, regarding PBS. Uh, and it is just a very odd leverage move 
um, as labor conflict will drive people away uh, from some country, as well as uh, the ARB dates will be hard to get, and it's going to slow down uh, the process, and the decision is going to be slower. Uh, all of the positions that both parties had will revert to February, uh, essentially losing all the work of the, the JPWG. Um, we're hoping we can talk some sense into people and keep this moving forward on another track, uh, because there, there honestly wasn't a whole lot to kind of continue to work through. Um, it's just a, a very odd choice at this juncture and uh, somewhat unfortunate. So anyways, join us uh, Thursday, uh, 2 p.m. for an all-pilot call. We'll dig into a bunch of different issues, including um, the United AIP. That is a fantastic AIP that United achieved. Um, uh, really, really significant moves forward on their scheduling rules, uh, right? This uh, this era in pilot negotiation uh, is really um, one of, you know, what are you going to have to change in the contract in order to allow the company to pay you more money, right? And the United Pilots uh, definitely saw that, saw that they needed to do some things to change quality of life, particularly for reserves. Um, but there's other really, really significant gains that will affect this pilot group. Um, you know, the onboarding of new pilots, right? You can be awarded a captain position day one. Uh, that's going to be very significant. Um, it basically matches, uh, you know, what we've done by bringing the minimums down to FA minimums practically. And um, it's basically a kind of like a direct entry captain's program right out of the gate. The pay is going to be significant. Um, it looks like a pay compensation for domestic flying somewhere around you know $500,000 a year for 737 flying. Uh, add to that, right, um, positive space commuting for a year uh, or moving expenses paid. Uh, it, it's just a very, very competitive contract and it's going to put this company in a, a complicated position. Um, so anyways, we'll dig into a little bit of that on Thursday, have some discussions about that. Also know that we're scheduling some CATS listening sessions to discuss what's going to happen, both with long trips uh, as well as uh, any kind of future commuter accessible trips, right? Um, what that was born out of is an idea about positive spacing people to work. Uh, we've been outstripped, outfoxed, and outmaneuvered by United on that point. And um, uh, what would have been highly competitive you know, a year, year and a half ago, and we could have gone out and had a competitive advantage. Is uh, it just isn't there anymore? It's going to be standard to, to get there. So um, we'll have some conversations about that. Decide how we want to commute at Sun Country. We just need to hear you guys' opinions. Um, the first one of those sessions will be August twenty first, um, and it is a invite only. We're going to be doing a series of these, right, so that we can kind of get. Uh, smaller groups together and have productive discussions without people talking over each other because we really just honestly need to hear from you guys what you want. Um, so uh, we're going to have a team of guys put that together. If you do want to attend those, uh, email Kevin um, and uh, Kevin will start working on the RSVPs for uh, the, the series of, of listening sessions. 
Uh, with that, that's that. I'm not going to dig too far into uh, the rest of the news. Um, you know that the flight attendants are out today um, picketing, uh, bringing awareness uh, and solidarity to their effort uh, to work with this management group um, as they move into federal mediation after their failed TA. Um, several pilots out there, and uh, unfortunately, I can't make it today, but uh, happy to see there's a bunch of pilots out there walking with them. Uh, with that, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Tim and Katie and um, uh, hear what they have to say about uh, PBS and uh, things we need to know about. Uh, yeah, so it's you have uh, you have Katie today presenting, if you couldn't tell. So um, can anybody hear me? Got you loud and clear, Katie. Okay, good. Just making sure. Making sure here. All right. So... That is not the one I want. <laughs> Let's try a different one. Okay, stand by. Having issues. Let's try this again. Okay, this is the one I want. Uh, all right, so today we're going to be talking about timelines. That has been one of the big questions coming out of um, some of these sessions is what's the timeline going to look like? And um, so today we're going to kind of start the timelines discussion. While everything is still in negotiations, um, just know that there may not be necessarily uh a specific date, but you will get a general idea of uh, what the timeline will be going forward. So just a quick recap here, what PBS does. Um, it allows a pilot to enter preferences and then the algorithm builds the schedule in seniority order by using positive and negative bid preferences to tell it how to build the line, build the line. Um, NavBlue will be using company-generated pairings, so we will put our pairings into the system. The system does not build pairings, and um, we're going to use the planned activities and known absences to generate uh, fewer conflicts, and all of those will be put on before the lines are built. And then from there, the average line value and the staffing numbers will be calculated. Uh, prior to bidding, and those will be available to see um, before you start your bid. The overarching idea that I think we um, have have mentioned a couple of times here is PBS will not give you everything you want, so keep that in mind. Planned activities and known absences. Um, airlines use PBS to minimize conflicts. That's one of the, the gains that the... Um, the company gets from from a PBS system. So all planned activities and known absences are placed on lines before pilots bid. And that includes vacation, training, uh, recurrent training, not, uh, not long-term upgrade, all that. That's not put on there. But recurrent training is um, any sort of leave, military leave, FMLA. All of those will be put on schedules before bidding opens as long as they're a known absence. Obviously, we understand that things come up and um, can't be planned for, but things that can be planned for, like if you know you're going out on surgery for your shoulder or something and you know the date, then that can be planned for. 
Um, and recurrent training will be bid in a nav blue module before the monthly bid and will no longer be assigned after schedule awards. A little bit more review here. Vacation is a known absence, so there is no more trip touching with vacation. As these conflicts go away, so will relief lines and initial open time will also go away. Line improvement period will remain. Uh, just so you know, too, we are planning a future Tuesdays at two to share what pilots at other airlines can do with their weekly vacation, their VRDs and their golden days off. Uh, a lot of that helps mimic trip touching and maintains a better quality of life, especially in their vacation months, because the last thing you want to do is work more in a vacation month in order to be able to take your vacation. So, And then take all those planned activities and known absences, and then you plan a monthly, the monthly bid period. So crew planning takes all of those and determines staffing levels in the known flying and makes the plan for the upcoming bid month. Uh, this includes the average line value, projected line holders, reserve staffing numbers, etc. And that will all be placed in the bid package for pilots. Okay, so that's just the end of the general review. So now we'll get into more specifics of the timelines, although like I said, it's more general concepts of our bidding timeline that we're discussing with the company. We won't have any specific dates, only approximations, um, because the dates that we are discussing are still in negotiations. And I think everybody will be happy to hear, we'll be moving the timeline forward in the month, which is ideal, but we'll require more planning ahead for individual pilots. So um, knowing that we probably have one of the latest time bidding timelines in the industry. I think a lot of us will be happy to know that it's moving up in the month. Just to say that we're going to start the timeline thing, I want to let you know that I will not be discussing long trips today. Um, currently, as we most of us know, the long trips are awarded ahead of line bidding. And um, we're not going to talk about how long trips might look in the future because right now we don't have uh, an LOA that extends beyond August. Um, so we don't really know what might be included in a future um, extension of an LOA or something. And then also in a post PBS implementation world, we just don't know how long trips fit in the equation. So we don't really have a lot to say about long trips just because there's so many unknowns there. So in the timeline, first off, you have the annual vacation awards. Um, they look, it'll look much like it does today with the timelines and awards pretty much mirroring what we, what we have going on today. Um, LOA 2111 does say the parties will discuss going to a weekly vacation system. Since we don't have an agreement, I'll just say that we are going to be using vacation periods in this presentation does not mean that we have decided on anything. Um, there is a lot of conversation about the weekly vacation, so no worries, we are still we are still working on that. So don't read into anything when I say vacation period. It's just a term I'm going to use to to represent the awarded vacation. So the annual vacation, Awards come out, and then we go into daily open vacation trading. So 
daily open vacation trading will look much like it does today with real-time trades and swaps, um, but it will be cut off for the upcoming bid month before the vacation bidding opens for that month. So there is a time frame of vacation bidding for all things vacation related, but your week to week trading will close before that vacation bid opens. So know that you will need to do your weekly trading before the vacation bid opens because that vacation trading will cease before the vacation bid opens. And this allows for crew, crew planning to populate the vacation bidding system with the most correct information available. And there's um, lots of conversations about how to automate most of this stuff and how to go about it. But just know that daily trading will cease before the vacation bidding system opens. So trading for the upcoming bid month will close in the second half of the month, two months prior to the upcoming bid month. And I have read that again because it will be two months prior to the upcoming bid month. So I gave an example here where the daily vacation trading for July. So if you want to swap a week in July, it will close later in May. So we're talking about six weeks before the July bid begins. You will need to do any of your vacation weekly trades. And so then daily open vacation trading closes and then the vacation adjustment period, which we're calling the VAP, opens. The vacation adjustment period is the bidding window for vacation shifts, VRD selection and vacation and violet days. And this is not vacation weekly trading any longer. All of the trading has ceased. Let's just use our example for July. Now the vacation adjustment period opens for vacations in July. All others who have vacation after July are still able to keep trading their weekly stuff, but everything for July is now awarded. So vacation bidding, this is the vacation bidding system that we're talking about, the VAP timeframe. So we have something that we're negotiating called vacation shift. A lot of folks might be, you know, vacation slide is used a lot at, at other properties and stuff. PBS actually has um, an actual allowance in the system for a vacation slide, which that is way down the road for explanation. And so we didn't want everybody to get confused. So we named the pre-bidding uh, process the shift, the vacation shift. So... Currently, you may designate which days you want within the period that you're awarded, and you do that during line bidding. But with PBS, your vacation periods will be awarded, and you may designate if you want to shift your vacation plus or minus so many days. Um, that is still a negotiated number, and we're not there yet, but um, you can shift your vacation plus or minus days from the awarded time frame that you got in the annual award. And this is done within the VAP and will go into the schedule as a known absence. So you might be able to shift your vacation up or back a couple of days or whatever from the time frame that you're awarded. 
So you can do that. And then you also have vacation remainder days that are bid within the VAP. And any VRDs that are available for bid for the upcoming bid month. So now going back to our example in July, any VRDs that are available for July will be published and made available for bid. How this is done and how these are awarded, that's all still in discussions. But just know that the VRD will be in the VAP. <laughs> Tons of acronyms in here. So. Um, so it's done in the VAP and it will go onto your schedule as a known absence. And with relief lines going away, the current system of VRDs uh, needed to be addressed. A lot of our language, while very good, doesn't really apply to how PBS can do things and award things. So as a committee, we were committed to finding make sense solutions that retain some of your quality of life and usability for VRDs. So. And then there's this thing called inv vacation inviolate days. Um, these are X number of days still to be negotiated that may be attached to a vacation period to ensure trips are not awarded to the immediate ends of your vacation period. So this, you know, if, if people choose to utilize these and want to attach them to their vacation period, they might be able to gain time on the front or back of their vacation so that their vacation isn't surrounded by trips. Uh, these are voluntary. They'd be considered part of your minimum days off and they're uh, being considered to help offset the loss of trip touching because obviously trip touching goes away in PBS. And so these are some kind of solutions to help offset some of the trip touching that we, that we get now. And again, this is done within the VAP and will go into your schedule as a known absence. So just so you know, these are not the same as the scheduled and violet days of line bidding. These are a separate entity and they are specific to vacation. Okay, so the VAP will occur approximately the last week of two months prior to the month being bid. So that's approximately five weeks before the month being bid. You will need to designate your vacation selections for that month. So again, it's Two months prior, you will need to select these, about five weeks or so. So the VAP will cl the close near the end of June for vacations that occur in August. So if you had a vacation in August, the VAP, all things vacation, would need to happen at the end of June. All that being said, with month-to-month -month transitions, the language actually gets much more complicated and I'm not gonna go into it today, but it all depends on when your vacation period is awarded. But all of this is to say, you will need to plan ahead for your vacation. This is one of the upsides to moving the monthly bid up is that we get to know our schedule sooner, but we also must, must plan well far in advance now to put this stuff into the NavBlue system. So, just know you'll need to plan ahead, sometimes quite a bit for your vacations. So when the VAP closes for the upcoming bid month, those dates are set. There's no more swapping the stuff around because now crew planning is taking, crew uh, training and crew planning is taking those dates and loading them into their system to plan for the upcoming month. 
like I said, when the VAP closes, all things vacation are awarded. And everything is loaded into schedules. And now the training bid opens. And when I say loaded into schedules, you won't see it on eCrew, but it will be on your calendar. So training bidding. So now the training bidding, the VAP closes, it awards, and you and you know what your vacation is. So now you go into the training bidding. So training bidding will occur at the beginning of one month prior to the month being bid. Training awards will come out in the first week of the month. So you'll know your training event dates the first week of the month. So example here, training bidding for September training events will occur at the beginning of August. So at the beginning of August, you'll know your training dates. So all planned activities and known absences will be loaded into the TBS, the training bidding system, and they'll be awarded then much like they are today. So um, they'll do, you know, grace late, base month, grace early, you'll have GDOs, you'll have all that stuff. So it'll be very similar but now it's done before the monthly bid and no longer will be awarded on your days off after your line is assigned. So just keep saying this, all vacation training and other plan activities and known abscesses are loaded into the schedules first. And then crew planning uses all of this information to start running practice solutions so they can set realistic ALVs, staffing targets, so the information can then be put into the bid package and you'll see the numbers before the monthly bid opens. And so that's why, like, why when the bidding timeline moves way up, this is also so the company can better plan for our absences and can get realistic numbers for staffing so that we go into the NABLU line generation with realistic numbers for the month. And then everybody can bid according to that too. So you can set up your bid differently depending on what the ALV is set for, what the staffing levels are set for. And somebody who's maybe on the cusp of a line holder or reserve will have a better idea of how they should set up their bid. And when you open your calendar in NavBlue in the system, you will see all of your planned activities and known absences loaded into your calendar before you, you begin your bid. If you, you know, uh, They'll be loaded in there when bidding opens. Okay, so now we're into the monthly bid. So this is where you're actually bidding the schedule you want besides vacation and training. So this will open sometime during the second week of the month prior to the bid month. And the bidding window will be open for approximately four days. Line construction will take approximately four days. And then final schedules will be published in NavBlue approximately mid-month. So now you'll get your schedule in NavBlue about the time frame that bidding opens today. Um, they're first published in NavBlue, but they won't be official until they're entered in the AIMS and eCrew. And AIMS, if, if you're unaware, AIMS doesn't talk well with NavBlue and so there might be some time it takes to load the schedule so that's why at least you can go in and see in NavBlue what your awarded schedule looks like but nothing is official as far as like line guarantee and all of that until it is loaded into the Ames eCrew system. So then after that we have the bid resolution period 
So in the bid resolution period, you'll get a reasons report when your schedule comes out and you can see on there, maybe if you were expecting to be awarded something and you didn't get it, the reasons report will explain to you why you may not have gotten what you bid for. Uh, when NABLU is unable to comply with your preferences, it'll let you know why they were denied. And if you still think, okay, yeah, I see the reasons report, but I still think I might have a miss award here. It, you'll have about 48 hours to bring it to the attention of the PBS committee. So after the, the schedules are published, you have about 48 hours to bring it to our attention. And then we need time to research it if it's, you know, if it looks valid or uh, maybe we need to rectify it if something did go wrong. So there is a, a time frame that we have to do that. Once the suspected misawards or misawards have been resolved, the line improvement period can start. Because remember, we don't have initial open time. So we're going to move into the line improvement period after the bid resolution period is done. And then we go to daily open time once the line improvement period is done. So um, daily open time for the month being bid will commence at the end of the line improvement period, obviously. But now this will occur seven to 10 days before the start of the bid month. So currently there are some months where, you know, they have like a day or two um, before it starts. Now for the pilots and for the company's sake, this will move up seven to 10 days um, from the from the bid month. And that will help definitely to, to plan for staffing, especially in the month to month transitions for the schedules. So just a review of the bidding timelines. The entire bidding timeline moves forward with greater emphasis on bidding events before the monthly bid. We're gonna be doing a lot more bidding for stuff before the monthly bid. Bidding events may occur well ahead of the affected month. And like I said, you know, you're, right now you're seeing like six weeks, blah, blah, blah. There may actually be some that are even further ahead than that, depending on when the vacation uh, is awarded and, and such. Vacation has its own designated bidding event, and as does training, and training will be awarded before lines are built now. And we really want the pilots to be aware of the dates for the open and close of all of the events, because once the planned activities and known absences are established, that's what will be put into NavBlue and used to build lines. Initial open time goes away, but the line improvement period remains. And daily open time will open sooner, allowing the pilot and the company to better plan for the upcoming month. All that to be, I know there's a lot of generalizations and uh, not a lot of specifics, but because of the negotiations, um, we, we left it like that, but just know that, you know, the generalizations are pretty, they're pretty spot on to, to what you should, you should expect to see. Uh, and with that, we'll open it up for questions if anybody has any. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I just had a question. Let's say the company says they want 80 hours for an average line value. Will training count toward that 80 hours? Uh, that is still in negotiations. 
our side believes that it should. Um, there is still some pushback, but I would say with our 2015 deal and the LOA stating as much that that's what our side expects. Okay, thanks. Anybody else have raise hand or anybody? Okay, let's see who's that. I, I see TJ. Yeah, um, I had a question. Uh, it's Tom, Tom Bourne. Okay. I had a question uh, on the vacation at uh, another company I had. We had like five guaranteed days off uh, per month. So you could always like butt that up to your uh, vacation period. So you'd have, you know, guaranteed 12 days off on a vacation. Are we going to looking at anything like that, or is it possible you'll just get your seven days for vacation? That was the part I presented about the inviolate days. That's yeah, yeah that's that's what those are. Okay, yeah. that's what I by that. All right, all right, very good. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Anyone else? Well, like I said earlier in a presentation, um, we are working on another Tuesdays at two to show you what other companies are allowed to do with their vacations, uh, their their version of VRDs, their golden days off, you know, stuff like that, just so you know where the rest of the industry is and how um, any deal that we negotiate would look compared to others. You will be getting that information as well. Anyone? Bueller? Well, I guess maybe that's all I have for you then. Eric, do you have anything to close it out? Yeah, sure. I'll take it back. Um, yeah, I just I want to firm up that question uh i think it was a g4 i'm not exactly sure who g4 is right um but the training credit question uh really did resolve in december of 21 um with the notion that it's a, a planned activity right uh <laughs> training it should be placed on the line prior to the uh, uh the close of the final line award with pbs and um uh, I'd say there's been some positioning on the part of the company there, but given that that ship kind of sailed in December of 21, I'm not sure kind of what they're angling at there, but that, that is how the thing lays out, right? Um, uh, with that, uh, just a reminder, right, that uh, the all-pilot call will be this Thursday. That's two days from now, right? Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. We'll talk a little bit about long trips and uh, PBS, right, uh, what the ARB's going to mean with PBS. Uh, I think it's quite likely that a dual track continues, um, though I, I think it makes it really hard to negotiate with a gun to your head. It just doesn't work very well. It's a kind of a bad idea. So I'm surprised that we saw that uh, uh, arbitration clause invoked. Truly, uh, I think their side needs an end date. And let's hope that it's just about that, right? Um, 
Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about training department issues, right? There's an ongoing FAA investigation and um, line check airmen continue to get pulled from their flying because they're disqualified, uh, along with uh, non-standardization issues in the NSLI Corps. Um, uh, we'll talk a little bit about strategic planning, right? Kind of the timeline coming up on midterms you know, this November, uh, as well as kind of what has to be done before early openers for the next cycle of Section 6. Uh, believe it or not, that's where we're at already. Um, takes about a year's worth of work with the negotiating committee to really get them up to speed for early openers. And that is, you know, now just um, six months to a year out, right? Uh, so talk a little bit about that. And then, um, like I said, uh, just some... Uh, just a quick look into some of the United AIP and how that might affect the industry as well as some country, and we'll do some Q&A. Uh, also, reminder on the CAT sessions, email Kevin Broman, right? Emails at the bottom of every com. Uh, if you're a, a commuter or not a commuter, right, and, and you want to talk about commuting issues, uh, we just want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, I know Austin will have kind of a short PowerPoint at the beginning of those sessions to kind of um, you know, just talk about what some of the different various commuting type constructs are that are out in the industry, right? Uh, as well as what this CATS construct is. Um, I think the big difference, right? If you just want to put something into your head and have it roll around a little bit, the company's notion of CATS is that it creates a different base, right? So you split the flying apart, which is significantly different from long trips, and I don't think there's a huge appetite for it. But we do need to hear from the pilot group if that is something that they're they're really after. Um, uh, it would basically mean there'd be no reason for this company to open bases, and I, I'm not sure that's where we want to go long term, right? Um, you want to get into a base, be able to exercise your seniority in a base, and certainly. Uh, Despite notions to the contrary, you can open bases into this contract. Uh, we just got to worry about moving expenses and how we displace into those bases and award the positions. But that's that's a pretty simple conversation, really, if you're working well together. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, get on the call on Thursday. We'll go over a bunch of stuff, do some Q&A. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning into the PBS discussion uh today and um any uh any last calls for questions on pbs and how it works with uh vacation otherwise we'll go ahead and close up the call yeah all right um well with that thank you katie for uh, putting the presentation together today and uh kevin for um mc in the call and we will talk to you all on thursday thanks take care